are live here for NF Tuesdays with a twist. Jen FT, how are you on this fine Tuesday? I am doing fabulous. I am loving this NFT Tuesdays with a twist. Um, I am, my beverage of choice tonight is Coquito, which is local to Puerto Rico. It's a little bit like an eggnog, um, but I got it at Costco. It's Ooh. phenomenal. So if you haven't tried it, Mindy Cell, you should come over. I have not tried it. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe I should. I, mm-hmm. I, I have been hearing about it, but I have not... <sighs> I never had it. So, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, you know, okay. the nice thing about living here is that you're only like a short golf cart ride away. So, this is true. So, very true. So, we have a lot, a lot, a lot to cover today. And <laughs> so, basically, I started, you know, putting together our notes for today's show and I sent them to you to review. I was like, you need to go look at these like early, like not right before the show because there's so much information in here. So, of course, we're going to be talking about SBF and FTX. For those of you that don't know, SBF is the initials for Sam Bankman Freed. And FTX is a well-known um crypto trading platform. They, I believe, uh, have their name. That's the FTX, what, Miami, some stadium in Miami um, that they have been all over the news. I think if you have not heard about FTX and what's going on with Sam Bankman Freed, then you must, I mean, you must be living under a rock uh, because... (laughs) I feel like it's all everybody's talking about until tonight when I got on Twitter and was looking at stuff and I found out about um, Russia potentially bombing Poland on purpose, on accident. Don't really know what the case is there Um, and and what this is doing to the markets, all of these crazy things that are (laughs) happening. So um, Jen F.T., yeah. What are, what yeah. are you feeling about all of this insanity right now? It's tough. It's tough. I think um, we're going to be probably dedicating a lot of tonight's episode on this whole FTX thing. Um, like you said, for anybody listening, it's it's a big deal in the crypto world. And there are people who have argued that it's like, oh, it's not the biggest thing to happen to crypto. But in reality... What they're comparing it to, uh, you know, a similar situation occurred when there were so fewer people in invested in Bitcoin. And now that like crypto is becoming a little bit more mainstream, you know, there's a lot more people affected and impacted. And so it's um, I'm I'm not surprised that we're starting the show, kicking the show off with this topic and likely going to be dedicating quite a bit of it to this topic. It's a it's a shame because I think ultimately um, you know, there are people who are victims of this and like struggling right now. And that, that to me sucks. So yeah, um, 100% agree. Um, it's like you were, like you were saying, I mean, this has happened in the past in crypto. 
Um, most notably, Mount Gox would be um, what people are comparing it to. And yeah, Mount Gox was horrible. I know people that were affected by Mount Gox and they have still not gotten, you know, their money back. And apparently they're saying they're going to, but I think it's been like eight or nine, maybe 10 years since that happened. And, you know, they still haven't gotten their funds back. And this FTX collapse is, it's a really big deal. And like you were saying, you know, it's, there's more people in the space. I don't, I'm not even sure how many people this affects. So I want to, before we really dive into all of this, I found this 99 second video that I want to share because I think, I think it makes sense to share it. Um, So I'm going to play this video and then we can kind of talk about what he talks about and just review, you know, the, what's going on. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So here we go. I'm going to do that and press play. This is Sam Bankman Free. People call him SBS. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman Free is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new J.P. Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. But where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, this is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians. Also a crime in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF is trying to do. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. Okay. Yikes. Yikes. I have to say, uh, he kind of nailed it right there. And to digest all of that in in 90 right (laughs) yeah so i just have to do a shout out for him because i mean everybody should go follow him since you know it's uh at jg underscore nuke nobody special um is what his name is on twitter we will be sure of course as always to link anything that we share on the show in the show notes uh it'll be the niftychicks.io forward slash 129 (laughs) Uh, we are happy to have everybody who is here live listening and watching the show. Um, and I, I really can't wait to dive into 
all of this SBF and FTX drama that is unfolding. I mean, like literally, I don't know. I know, you know, Jen FT, you have a lot going on, you know, otherwise, but I have been completely obsessed with what is happening and listening to Twitter spaces and just been on Twitter nonstop, like refreshing what what is happening because it's just it's like it's just mind blowing that somebody can do this and get away with it i mean there was conversation and and speculation that he was on his private jet on his way to argentina uh i apparently that didn't happen but everybody was like watching his his airplane on flight tracker so no idea who was on that plane or if, you know, it got to Argentina and then they turned him around and sent him back to the Bahamas. Apparently he's in the Bahamas. He yeah. has been, you know, taken into custody. Uh, but he's still tweeting. He is still tweeting. He's very much he, active. If anybody wants is, to look, it's SBF underscore FTX. Yeah, so let's he, um, actually I'm going to bring that up. He just tweeted uh, not only two hours ago, so he is an, an, and what an he's hour been ago. tweeting has been fucked up. Like, so <laughs> he did this thread one what, and then he was doing letters every like couple hours that spelled out what happened, and then you know not legal advice, not financial advice. This is all as I remember it, but my memory might be faulty in parts. I mean, come yeah. on. My memory yeah. might be faulty. You don't know that you fucked over millions of people. Yeah, yeah. And so you're right. You do probably know a little bit more on the granular details than I do. And so um, help me understand, Mindy Sell, if you know this. So is this is this not like a Bernie Madoff situation where he it, essentially... It's, 100%. It's exactly right. They're comparing okay. it. Yes. 100%. And so, I mean, I I get that the dude is young um, and yeah, he's a thirty-year-old who was worth billions a few weeks ago, right? But like, how does he not know what's right from wrong when it comes to a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> right. I mean, so this. Let me. I want to pull this one up. Uh, I don't know if I had it pulled up over here. Um, let me find. So somebody. Um, actually, one of the guys that I've been listening to, um, Mario Knopfel, uh, he's been doing spaces like crazy, like crazy spaces to the tune of 15 hours Whew. Uh, at some point. So I'm like, that's insane. So, okay. So you can see this. Um, let's see if I can make this bigger. There we go. Mm. Uh, so there's not a lot of explanation with this, but they did this trace using TRM Labs, uh, basically showing how much of a circle jerk happened to take down Luna, Voyager, Three Arrows Capital, FTX, and Alameda, others TBD. Um, so you can yeah. see, you know, all this money going back and forth. Um, so this one from this wallet looks like two Alameda research, 6.1 billion, um, be between Genesis trading and FTX, 6.2 billion. 
Um, okay, look at this one between FTX.us and FTX. 139 billion, B, billion. Yep. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of, the, <laughs> one of the, the interesting things that I've learned through all of this is that there are, um, right, so FTX, for anybody who, who um, is still a little confused as to what it is, it's essentially a, a an exchange, a crypto exchange. So if I wanted to buy Bitcoin, if I wanted to buy Ethereum, I would create an account through FTX, just like I would at Fidelity if I want to buy a stock. And right. I put my money. Coinbase, we talk about Coinbase. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I put my money um, basically in that wallet, an FTX wallet, and then I go ahead and, and do my trading. Um, and so, you know, what we talk about on the Nifty Chicks fairly often is that, you know, once you're once you've done the trading, pull the funds off the exchange because that way it's in your wallet, you know, and it's it's not in anybody else's possession. But when you leave it on the exchange, you leave it for a couple of different reasons. One, if you're an active trader, you may leave some funds there, but also there's ways to, um, you know, stake specific coins and make money off of it, like interest. So people do leave their money on the exchange. And then once it's in somebody else's hands, once it's on the exchange, it's in somebody else's hands and what they're doing with that, just like a bank, right? Um, in web two space, I have a bank account and I have deposited money there. I'm hoping that tomorrow, if I wanted to just, you know, take it all back that they would give it to me, but essentially not banks borrow money all the time. They, you know, leverage what they have and all the time. So essentially what they did is the same thing. Um, and where it gets really weird and and not not no bueno, real is shady, when you, real quick, real shady is when you know you're borrowing and you're actually using clients' funds to pay back some other funds because now I as a client can't get my money back, and so it just becomes like a big snowball effect in a Ponzi scheme like this and. Um, one of the things that I see that I think is important to call out is FTX versus FTX.us. A lot of people in this space may be familiar with Binance and then Binance.us. And so all of these organizations, because the U.S. is so heavily regulated, mm -hmm. they said, listen, if you want to um, open up the possibilities for U.S. investors, you need to open up essentially a, a different company, .us, you know, and right. it's going to play by the U.S. rules and regulations and be what we think as clients more protected. But in reality, like we hope that, but you know, so if you have a, a Binance account, you know, look at that. Is it Binance or Binance.us? FTX or FTX.us? Because that's really how you get these kind of multiple divisions of one essential company. So right. well, it's all and, very and complicated. So part of this whole debacle that's happening right now is that. FTX was loaning or giving or whatever you want to call it yes. money to Alameda Research, which is the same company. Like which is also run, correct me if I'm wrong, by his on and off girl. girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing okay. to see here, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> what? Which, yeah, that's a whole other, I, I mean, like, this whole thing is just so crazy. It's so this all started, it all started because CZ, um, who is the founder of Binance, 
so he tweeted as part of Binance's exit from FTX equity last year, Binance received roughly 2.1 billion equivalent in cash. Binance, I'm assuming that's Binance USD and FTT, which FTT is FTX's token. Um, due to recent revelations that have come to light, we decided to liquidate any remaining FTT on our books. So basically, CZ was calling FTX out and Sam Bankman-Fried, who we will refer to as SBF from now on because it's too long to say his full name. Um, but basically, he's calling him out saying, if I take out my FTT, you're not going to have the funds to cover it. Prove me wrong. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so this basically started a fight between CZ and SBF. And then people were seeing this on Twitter and they're like, well, shit, I better get my funds off of out of FTT and off of FTX. So basically it created a bank run. So everybody, you know, I, what was it like in the 1920s? I don't know when it was. I'm not good at history and math and or like the history of finance and all that good stuff. But I know that like what a bank run is, is basically everybody gets scared that they're not going to be able to get their money out of the bank. So they go to the banks. They say, give me all my money. And of course, the banks don't have that much money on hand. Um, well, because they probably loaned your money out. <laughs> Let's be honest. And so when everybody goes and tries to pull their money out of the bank, there's not enough there. So they can't do it. And that's exactly what happened to FTX. And now this is, you know, where we stand with this whole thing. Um, yeah. I was going to see if I can find, I've got a bunch of articles um, about the, you know, like it's, they're all so intertwined. Everybody that's involved in this this whole um, drama is, you know, it's like, okay, SBF, his girlfriend is the CEO of Alameda Research. Her dad, like, was the boss of um, Gary Gensler, the SEC chairman, who met with SBF a few months prior to all of this happening. I've got this pulled up here so you guys can see. Um, so SEC Chairman Gary Gensler met with head of FTX, SBF, months before the collapse. They were talking about a different, um, let's see. So they had a 45-minute Zoom call. Um, let's see, does it say when? Uh, March 23rd, so eight months before uh, the empire collapsed. And they were talking about a new stock, or uh, yeah, eyeing a venture with stock exchange IEX. Um, basically, and, you know, it's all speculation at this point, but basically trying to get him to say, if you do these things, then we'll approve it with the SEC. So trying to get like basically the green light on his new product that would give them a, monop a monopoly in with approval by the SEC before anybody else can can get out there and, you know, create anything to compete with them. 
Yeah, it's all very um, shady. I think the word I would use is a terrible word and it makes me cringe inside, but incestuous of like everyone just, it's all very like inner circle type vibe. And, um, you know, one of the things that someone, if I'm, if I'm me, maybe even yesterday, I might be asking, well, I mean, I, I, banks do this all the time, right? I put in my money there. But in reality, there's a lot of regulation and banks can only loan out a certain amount percentage from what they actually have, like assets under their oversight. So it's all very regulated and it's all to protect and it's government backed. Right. So when you have a bank account, assuming that it's not worth, you don't have 250,000 plus in there, then it's insured by the government, meaning that if a bank actually failed and defaulted, that the government would step in and say like, okay, here's your 250,000 back or whatever you had in the account as long as it's below that. Once you reach above that, that's when you get into question and you need to figure out other ways to get it, um, you know, FDI insured, FDIC insured. So for finance or for, for not for finance, for crypto, you don't have those regulations in place. And that's the beauty of, of crypto is that, you know, I tell you, I, I shared the story last time I, I, I was trying to wire some funds for something and, and man, like it was red tape after red tape after red tape. And it was like, what the heck? Like, this is why crypto exists is because like I can send a wire to whoever I want at any point in time using my crypto. Um, but I can't do that with a bank account. I would have to, if I wanted to send cash from one, my account to your account, I would have to like get this wire approved. I would, it would go through kind of in, intense kind of scrutiny and, and review. And it's like, yeah. why it's my money. I can send it where I want. And so I see like, again, two sides of like, obviously if there were more regulation in place for something like FTX, this likely may or may not have happened. The odds are that it would not have happened. Right. And at the same time, I see the benefit of not having regulation. So at this point, if I am, if I'm me being honest, I'm like, I don't know, am I for regulation or am I not? I'm, I'm like, at this point, I feel like I'm, I'm screwed if I am screwed if I don't. I know that it, 100% that is how I feel. Um, I, what's funny is so because of all of this i have actually been you know i i had some money still on an exchange um i because this has affected all the crypto markets i mean we have seen i haven't i haven't looked uh lately like it's not as in as in i haven't i haven't looked in like a few hours it's actually, I mean, we're getting close to 17. We're at 16,893 for Bitcoin and Ethereum's at 1,247 at this moment. Uh, but I love, I love your enthusiasm. People who invested one year ago today paid 63,721. So yeah. <laughs> still yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I it's, but it's yeah. bad. But so, I mean, I, not financial advice, but I've gotten out of a lot of things because we don't know what is happening. And that being said, like right as of right now, as we sit here, Coinbase is holding a certain part of my money. They won't, I'm waiting for something to go through. So I'm fingers crossed. I can pull that out tomorrow and um, 
and then I will be basically completely out of all exchanges. Um, I, there's all kinds of speculation that this is not the this is not the last straw to drop. Um, people are saying that uh, Crypto.com is next. And I, there's another one I know that they've been talking about potentially going down. I can't think of the name of it, but um, I don't, I don't think that this is the end of the dominoes falling. Uh, yeah, which is yeah. really sad. And I, it's not good for crypto. And you know, I obviously we're focusing a lot on crypto on this episode. But it's all tied in, right? I mean, without crypto, we don't really have NFTs. So yeah, um, yep. it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. I, I do want to share uh, something that's kind of funny that I have not bought into, but I'm considering still. And that is <laughs> this, oh, this NFT bankrupt FTX Yacht Club. So obviously somebody acted really quickly on everything that's going on and they launched this nft of uh sbf as a clown and a scammer and so floor price currently is 0.0073 eth so i keep i keep looking at them thinking oh i might just get one just because just as kind of like a marker in history, because I do, I do think that, I think that this is a thing that's happened in our time, you know, in the timeline of crypto and NFTs. But I do think that we're going to get past this, and I think hopefully we'll come out better on the other side of it. With, yep. you know, hopefully everybody. When it comes back around, everybody will be smarter and more cautious and it will be a safer space. I, I, you know, we talk about this all the time, Gen FT, that, you know, crypto and NFTs, it is kind of the wild, wild west out there. In fact, we were just at a Yellowstone party last night and yeah, we were. very much like that. And, um, yeah, there's still a lot to learn. There's still a, a ton of evolution that this space needs to go into. It needs to go through. So I think it's, it's. Um, I agree. I think we will get to the other side. I think, uh, I don't know if there's going to be more of them. Um, I think there's been speculation on whether there's somebody behind all of these, like the um, Terra Luna kind of, collapse the this right. and is there some someone or a group of people really behind all of this um i don't know i don't i have no idea but um i think what i'm going to do differently is just you know be extra cautious i'm not i'm not trying to make a quick dollar so i think this is like you know for me a long term play the space as a whole, I think, has a great future. So I'm playing in it for the long term. Um, and so therefore, I need to be smart. I'm going to be very cautious, very smart. Um, and, you know, try to stay as up to date as possible on things. You know, I'm excited that we get to bring to all of our listeners what's going on in the crypto space. 
Um, you know, I, there are other resources out there to stay aware of things like Twitter. Um, just stay, try to stay up to date, try to stay aware of things, I think is really what I'm going to be trying to do through this. Agreed. And I forgot, I was trying to find an article here. Um, I had heard earlier today that um, a bunch of like MasterCard and Visa and all these different companies were going to launch trials for a digital dollar. And of course, I see nothing about it on Twitter. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. No. Um, it, yeah, just came out today. Oh, here we go. Justin, New York Federal Reserve and multiple global banking giants start a 12-week digital dollar pilot. How convenient. Interesting. I mean, really? It's interesting. Seven hours ago? I mean, this all, all this shit goes down, and then now all of a sudden they're going to do this 12-week digital dollar pilot with the Federal Reserve? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's a tough time to be yeah. a crypto an NFT fan. It's like, I feel like, I don't know about if anyone else is listening and they're, they're feeling the same, but I feel like I'm getting slapped <laughs> every which angle. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you think, Oh, you think things are going well? Well, uh-huh. yeah, just like, kidding. <laughs> it, 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 it truly is like one thing after another in the past few days. That's like I said, why I have been literally just nonstop on Twitter and like listening to Twitter spaces and refreshing my feeds and all that. Uh, So this one, this is part of why um, people are calling crypto.com is going to be the next one to fall saying that they accidentally sent 400 million in Ethereum to the wrong address. I believe the CEO of crypto.com has actually gone on some spaces and talked about this. Um, I mean, who makes a mistake of 400 million going to the wrong address? I I mean, I I personally know like every time I'm sending even like a little bit of money, I check, double check, triple check. I, I can't imagine being the person that pushed that button. I do imagine that they're fired though. Just 400 million. Yeah. Although like I wouldn't mind if 400 million accidentally hit my address, just to be clear. I'm not against it. (laughs) Yeah. I would be fine with that too. I mean, even 40 million. Yeah. 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 I'll take, yeah, I don't, I don't need all of it. Just Mm -hmm. a little, just a little bit. Yeah. So crypto.com sent that ETH to, Rival Exchange, gate.io. Oops. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, um. oh, look, oopsie. Oopsie. Oops. Oopsie. Oopsie. Oopsie daisy. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think like I, I imagine that, you know, everyone in this space is on edge right now. So everyone's going to be looking at every type, type of little mistake and be like, uh Oh, that's it. The, the world is crumbling. But I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if this is really a sign just, of anything, but it's just hard to believe that these companies that are dealing with millions and billions of, you know, people's money that they, I guess, just don't have like, I don't know more, <laughs> like there should be things in place to ensure that things like this don't happen. Right. And there isn't. And that's, that's part of the game. That's right. part of the game is like, well, there and, aren't these types and of also, balances. I, I don't think that you should have, you know, 30 year olds that are, I mean, and there's like all these stories about the, this, this whole SBF that they're living in like this huge house mansion in the Bahamas and like 10 people are living there and they're all dating each other and having orgies. And I, I mean, I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying what is not. out there and you know, it's just like, I know when I was 30, I can't imagine having control of like $60 billion. Of- well, so that's the, that's the reality is like in most industries, if you're 30, you don't have right. control over that because, you know, yeah. uh, someone with some common sense would say it takes wisdom to be responsible for that much money. And so wisdom doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen in 30 years. It happens over a lifetime and, and it happens with, you know, partners of lifetime of experience. You surround yourself with people of experience and this crypto space, there's a lot of, lot of young people and not to be against young. I, I'm fairly young in this space and, but it's, I know that I'm you know, there's a lot that I don't know and a lot that I'm still learning. And that's why I surround myself who with people who are smarter, wiser, more educated than I am because right. I like it's it's a lot to be responsible for. So yeah. um yeah, the, the checks and balances I think need to need to creep in somewhere. I just don't know what 30 year old who's worth that much is going to be like, Yeah, you know what, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know everything. Even though I've made billions and billions of dollars, I don't know everything. It the yeah. ego gets in the way, and I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know he created all this. He made it happen. Of course, he thinks that he should stay at the helm and you know be in. Control. And it was impressive. Like what he did was impressive. What he built was impressive until he started making stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know mistakes that I think wisdom would have guided him differently. Um, Right. Well, and I mean, that being said, you know, he probably should have been hiring other people for advisory mm -hmm. and like to help him see the, the things that he doesn't know. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it sucks because like I have seen people are like trying to, put it off on him as like, oh, well, he's young. He made a mistake. He, you know, he didn't know any better. And I'm like, well, I just don't buy that. I don't buy that. He didn't know what he was doing. I, 
Yeah. It, it's he is young. That is a, a fact, right? But young and, and dumb make doesn't a excuse you from correct doing, doing the things that you've done. And, correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. I and and everybody in that in that situation has a choice to right their wrong or to let it snowball and someone's right. gonna figure it out and yeah. someone's gonna pull the trigger and yeah I mean I don't know. I I, 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 I just personally hope that everybody who is involved in this uh spends a lot of time in jail because you know the thing yeah. is is that even if it even if this wasn't intentional which I don't, I, I do believe that there was definitely some intention behind this, but I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to, if they aren't already, but they're going to suffer greatly. I, yeah. you know, uh, we all know that, I mean, that this could be potentially people's life savings. Uh, yep. When stuff like this happens, a lot of people tend to, you know, think it's the end of their life and, yeah. You know, yeah. Do things yeah. that, yeah. And yeah. I just, I really hope that, you know, people realize that you can start over and this isn't the end of your life and you can go on and rebuild. Um, you know, there are, we've said this many times, I feel like, Jen FT, and we've only been doing this not even a year. And I feel like, this whole year that we've been doing this, there have been some great things, but a lot of shitty things have gone on and yeah. you just got to keep, keep trekking on and we're here for you. If you, you know, if anybody feels the need to chat, we're happy to chat with you and, and help you in any way that we can. Um, just know that you're not the only one that's, you know, out there. Um, dealing with all of this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have some good news to share. Oh, can't wait to hear it. Uh, so consensus has announced a beta release of MetaMask bridges, meaning you'll be able to swap, which is really nice. So you'll be able to, um, Swap, it looks like right now, um, Ethereum, Avalanche, BSC, Polygon, um, and allow for the bridging of ETH and wrapped ETH, common sta stable coins, and native gas tokens. So that's exciting because you haven't been able to do that on MetaMask. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, I like that. Everything to make uh, things easier for us folks in this space is <laughs> greatly appreciated. I mean, this is something we definitely need. Like we talk about it all the time that crypto is great. NFTs are great, but it's not necessarily the most user-friendly space. <laughs> and no, it's not. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess maybe we should talk about this just real briefly. Um, I think I actually have it here. I do. I'm sorry. So as I was going through all this stuff and, and wanting to make sure that, you know, I was putting my money where it should be and all that, I, um, I have this little ledger device and this is an older ledger. I've probably had this thing. I'm thinking maybe since 2018 and I got okay. it at a conference. I got it at 
Paris Blockchain Week. Uh, I was trying to see if it set a date and it doesn't. But um, I've I've always kept my crypto on a ledger and this ledger broke. And I guess apparently it's a known thing that happens because I looked it up trying to figure out uh, how to fix this or see if there was a way to 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 get access to this device. And thankfully I have my, my, um, 24 words, my pass phrase, um, keywords. Thank you. I couldn't think of what that was called. Um, because when I plug this thing in, there's a little screen I'm supposed to see here to put in my passcode and you can't see it. I, the only thing I was finding online was like, go in a really dark room and see if you can see it that way. Nope. Sure couldn't. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I have a second ledger. So I was able to log in and access this ledger with my words, get everything off of there, pull everything off of that ledger, put it in my account, and then reset the ledger back to the original ledger. So all is well in... It's not good, though. Huh? That's not good, though. It's not good. But at least I was able to successfully get my crypto off that ledger. So just something for everybody to know that if for some reason, you know, it really doesn't matter that your crypto is on this physical device, because the important thing is actually that seed phrase of those words. It, that's what allows you access. So I Great. was, yeah, I was very happy. Well, I'm, that, I'm glad you had a, a good outcome and that you were able to get everything right? pulled off there. It, it, could have scary. Gone, it could have gone the other way. And that's just it. I mean, it is scary. And you just, you have to be careful with what you're doing out there. And, um, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... One of the do do we want to talk about any upcoming projects or I kind of feel like this has been such a downer show with all the news. Um, yeah, it has been a a bit of a downer show, and yeah. I don't love that. I think uh, one thing that I will share that I am uh, kind of looking at. Um, so I think we, we we enjoy talking about various NFT projects that we are looking at and interested in. And I have to say, World of Women is like my ultimate goals NFT project. Yes, I, I see. Wow, galaxy. I'm still looking at getting a wow. I'm. Yeah, and off. the floor continues to drop a bit. It is now at 1.719 ETH which is $2,145, which is the like lowest I have ever seen it. Um, so it is, I'm, I personally am like watching this daily and that's still above what I want to be spending. But, um, you know, if the markets continue to 
tread downwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this is definitely something I am eager to pick up as soon as I I feel comfortable yeah. affording it. And again, yeah. I being who I am and my natural state, I am not going to spend any money in this space that I don't feel comfortable losing if needed. Not that I think wow is ever going to go to zero, but um, it's just how I think about it when I buy NFTs. So um, I'm just waiting for it to creep down a bit further for me to feel like super comfortable being like, oh yeah, Funny, this is, I, this I is keep what I'm looking for. at this. But yeah. I'm well, still, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with. Seven. That's a bit more expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, if it could get back, if it could just go down to like where it started, which was two ETH, which I could have bought in at two ETH in yeah. April, but I was like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I like moonbirds. I think they're cute. I know. Like, I would love this little guy with his little bucket hat on. He's cute. I like that with a little half wing mm-hmm. thing going on. I know. He's cute. But anyway, not happening. Not yet, anyway. Maybe someday. Not, um, not yet. I, I did have one thing I wanted to say that I was um, speaking of uh, NFTs. There was, uh, she was actually a guest on the show, Girl in the Verse, and she posted a question to my BFF. And I never really thought about this, but then I was, when I saw her ask the question, I was like, oh, that's a great question. And the question was, if I move my my BFF from one wallet to my ledger, would it still show up as you being the original holder? Which is a great question because a lot of times you can't get certain perks unless you're the original holder of that NFT. And so in this case, um, their response was that, yes, it will show as being transferred, not sold. So a transfer is different than a sale. Okay, um, interesting. Does she have to like re-register with everything? I don't, I, you know, that's, that's also a good question. I know because I transfer my NFTs back and forth. I feel like way more than I should be because a lot of times you have to, if you're going to an event, you have to verify and get registered for all the other events surrounding the main event. And so I, I feel like I'm constantly when I'm at an event, I'm like, Oh, they're having an event. I need to move that from that wallet to that wallet because I don't like to keep stuff in my main wallet but I need it to I need it to get access to that event and then I have to keep it to show proof and blah blah blah. Which that being said, I really wish there was a better way. I think that token proof is great because you can do it all at home and then it's on your, you know, it's on your token proof app that you have access and it's like a ticketed, you know, it's like a ticket on your phone. And you don't have to keep that valuable NFT, you know, accessible, which we all know we want to be safe and secure yeah, and that's, that's not safe and secure when I've got it you know, sitting in a wallet that I don't want it. I would much rather have it be on my ledger yeah. at home in my safe. Yeah. So, I mean, at least this is good to know. Um, hopefully as a, as an industry, we will move forward and do better at these events and, and ticketing and confirming and, 
you know, providing proof and all that. Um, and I really just want to say as a last thing for today's show, and that is just a big reminder, and I know we've talked about it, but it really truly is, no matter what you do in this space, don't leave your crypto on exchanges. Whatever exchange it is you're using, get it off. Even if you're putting it on a, you know, a ledger wallet that's going to break on you in a few years, mm -hmm. at least you can still get it off of that ledger wallet. If you leave it on an exchange, then who knows what can or will potentially happen to that exchange, yeah. no matter who it is. I mean, like I said, I've got stuff on Coinbase and I'm tomorrow, everything's going to be moved off of there as soon as these funds get approved, accepted, whatever they're doing right now. <laughs> Which is weird. It's your money. Just give it back. It is. It's, it was waiting for a deposit. And so, yeah. yeah. It's all, hey, it's all um, I need to ask you uh, about your NFTs. Yes. What about my NFTs? I don't know. Your, your shirt says I have to ask oh, you yeah, about your yeah, NFTs. About <laughs> I love that. I love it. I know. It's fun. It, it's really fun when you wear it to an NFT conference because then people are like, I'm like tell me about your NFTs. NFTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, my uh, NFTs. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a beautiful display. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, um, Jen of T, this has been uh, fun as always. We didn't even cheers. 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 That my my co coquito. Co coquito. 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 <laughs> what are you drinking, by the way? Oh, it's a crappy wine. It's nothing to... Crappy wine? Well, I mean, it's whatever. I don't... It's a Malbec, you know, my fave. Nice. Yeah. Never heard of it. Malbec? Or the... Of course I've heard of Malbec, but not that <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, tribute? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I feel like a, there's a wine winery out there that needs to brand a wine bottle that says the crappy wine. It's crappy wine. No. We need we need a wine. tea. Nifty Chicks wine? Yeah. And then that's what we drink. I like that. Yeah. I I, I feel like we need to make that happen. Yeah. And or um so I want I have this as a like, let's talk about this on an eventual show. I haven't even told Jen FT this, but um one of the things I feel like we need to talk about is how to use your NFTs. Um because a lot of NFTs give you IP, which is intellectual property. So we could have like one of our NFTs branded on the wine. So like think about, you know, like what Bored Becky's doing with her ape on cereal. Or, I mean, there's there's tons of ideas. So we could, you know, I mean, even my um, Sad Girls Bar could potentially be on a wine bottle. I like it. Sad girl's wine. Sad girl's wine. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So I, I feel like we need to um, maybe maybe start brainstorming a little bit behind that idea. I think so. I think yeah, so. I like, I like it. 
So I just want to remind everybody to be sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel um, and click that bell so that you're notified every time we're live because as of now, we're doing NF Tuesdays with a twist and um, we will continue to do that. And we will still have interviews and other shows with, you know, our tutorials and that good stuff that we bring you, but uh, we like this live show format, um, and we would love to hear what you think about it. So if you have opinions about the live shows and F Tuesdays, also submit your questions. We want to hear yes. what questions you have for us, and I mean, who knows? Maybe we do a tutorial live on a show and, you know, do a walkthrough um, showing you exactly what to do live on a show. So I like it. We have, we like have all it. kinds of things we can do for you. So, uh, yeah. Jennifer, do you yes. take it home? I do. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Always remember, invest in yourself because you are worth it. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.